common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Now we have joining us out Melissa DeRosa, John. And she knows how to run the state. She's been there running the state. Yeah, she sure does. Of course, a former right-hand person to then-Governor Cuomo. Melissa, we're so glad to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Of course, Rita with the great John Katsimatidis, the best-selling author, John Katsimatidis, Melissa, and also Judge Richard Weinberg, Craig Eaton, and Tony Carbonetti still in studio with us. Uh, you know, we got to ask you, Melissa, uh, the big news also about uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Apparently, you had a great column uh, talking about how basically she's going around telling donors that Andrew Cuomo uh, may run against her. Tell us about it. You know, listen, Kirsten Gillibrand should be careful what she wishes for, <laughs> because one of these days, one of these people she says is going to run against her will actually do it. And then she's going to have a problem. Um, I mean, look, I haven't spoken. The governor has not talked to me about running for Senate, but he also hasn't ruled anything out. And I know that as things have sort of deteriorated in Albany and it's, you know, become sort of a joke again, there are more and more people who are in his ear saying, if you were there, this wouldn't be happening. So I know there's he's getting a lot of encouragement from all sides to consider a number of different offices. But in terms of the Senate, that's not one that he's talked to me about. Melissa, it's Richard Weinberg. I want to ask you about the budget fight. I understand that there are now one-house bills out there which have radical left agendas being pushed by the legislators. Could you talk to us about that? So, you know, the one-house bills were entered today, and I think sort of to no one's surprise, uh, because of the dynamics we've seen play out up in Albany these last couple of months, the legislature has rejected much of what Kathy Hochul has proposed. They rejected her bail reform changes. They rejected her menthol cigarette ban. They rejected her housing proposal. You know, just up and down the board, her major policy priorities that she, the charter schools they've rejected. And so I think what we're seeing is going into the home stretch, there's going to be sort of another showdown at the OK Corral. And we saw how it went last time. So, you know, the legislature is in the driver's seat. They've got, you know, super majorities in both houses. They have sort of stared her down before and she blinked. You know, she floated this concept of maybe holding up the budget at the end and trying to force some of these changes, particularly on bail and charters through. But, you know, we saw her threaten to sue them over Judge LaSalle, which she never went through on. So I think that her, you know, her threats have the same weight as a feather. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple of weeks. I think in the end, they'll give here and they'll give there. But she's not going to walk away with any significant victories. That is that is my bet. And when we're all talking at the beginning of April, we'll see if I'm right. But, you know, my money's on the legislature. Melissa, this is Craig Eaton. So the the big elephant in the room here is the bail reform and the criminal justice reform and discovery reform. What do you see? What are you hearing in Albany now? I mean, Hochul definitely lost the, the, the judge battle. She definitely lost the bail reform battle. What is she going to do? I mean, she just keeps getting tossed aside and beat up by the Senate and the Assembly. You know, what do you see out there? You know, look, I think we've got to reorient ourselves, guys. You know, we were used to a strong governor, a strong executive, and that doesn't exist anymore. You know, the legislature wanted a weak governor. They got one. And she has not proven that she understands how to use the levers of power at her disposal. And so, you know... She only won with five points, right? She didn't get elected with a mandate. If anything, people from Nancy Pelosi on down blamed her for the weak performance in Congress and potentially single-handedly losing Congress for the Democrats. 
And then on the other hand, you had the Democratic Senate and Assembly retain their supermajorities. So even though crime was a significant issue, particularly downstate, and where I do think it cost her a lot in her election, and I think it cost congressional seats, it didn't cost the legislature. And so, you know, they are flexing their muscles. They're pulling, you know, they're pushing their weight around. And Hochul, you know, doesn't really have anything to say in return. Melissa, we're going to take a break, but please stand by. We're going to have you on right after the break. And the key question is, April 1st, it's decision period with the budget. Will Kathy Hochul be the governor or would... Or or is the state senate going to be the governor? Stay in tune, and we'll be right with you right after the break. So, Melissa DeRosa, who's going to be the governor following the April 1st budget? I mean, my money is on Andrew Stewart-Cousins and Carl Heastie. (laughs) I just, which for your listeners, is the assembly speaker and the senate majority leader. I, I just, I don't see it, John. And these one-house budgets that came out today sort of reacting to her budget, they're they're far apart on a lot, and it's two against one. Now, so the other I question think- on the budget is 484,000 uh, people have left, and those are the ones that are paying the taxes. Who's going to pay the budget next year? Well, and that's the bigger problem, right? Because if you see more outward migration, particularly amongst high earners and businesses, then you, your tax base continues to erode. But you have all of these built-in costs in education and transportation and Medicare, Medicaid, excuse me, and Medicare. And so you end up having to sustain that with a smaller pie. And then inevitably you have to raise taxes again. And so it's a vicious cycle that we're in. And until I think crime gets under control and some of the affordability issues are really tackled, including lowering taxes, I think you're going to continue to see more outward migration. Now, Melissa, there's a rumor around. And who better to go to on a rumor than you? There's a rumor around that the real person that's going to challenge uh, Kirsten Gildebrand is AOC. So that is definitely a rumor. I think that she will likely do it. I think that, you know, then you're going to see an interesting dynamic where Chuck Schumer, I think, may end up playing both sides because, you know, Chuck Schumer is deathly afraid of AOC. And I think that, you know, he would want to placate her, but then also try to appear like she's still with Gillibrand. And so I actually do think that that is a big concern so for her at the moment. And that's it's Tony Carbonetti, Melissa. How are you? In that scenario, there's definitely room for Governor Cuomo to come in and win that primary as the adult <laughs> in the room. He would certainly be the adult in the room. But, I mean, look, guys, as far as lightweights go, you could knock Kirsten Gillibrand over with a stiff breeze. I mean, well, that, uh, 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 That's what I'm saying. You have her and AOC. He comes in. He's the adult. Well, and if you, well, this is her biggest problem. What is Kirsten Gillibrand known for? She's been in the Senate for 12 years. What is she known for? She was a good Can bartender. Anyone- no, that's AOC. No. Oh, oh, sorry, K- forgive me. You're right. K- K- Kirsten, she's no. known for taking uh, Hillary's seat. Well, and she's known for taking out Al Franken, and that's it. And that is her biggest problem. It's not AOC. It's not Cuomo. It's not Lee Zeldin. Her biggest problem is she has been in that office for a significant amount of time, and she doesn't have much to show for it. She ran for president. She was at 0%. She never went above 0% in the polls, which was sort of embarrassing her and de Blasio. And, you know, she's got to come back hat in hand and run again next year. And the question is, what is her pitch to voters? And right now, I don't think she has one. Wow. Yes. So you Smith just basically nuts. said Andrew should come and run. <laughs> All right. That's what I heard. We got to move listening. on. We got to move on. Uh, very, and, you know, Melissa, great. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa DeRosa. Bye, Melissa. And we'll talk to you again real soon.